Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we talk with Alex Nichols, a professional trail runner for Scott based in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Alex is lining up for the Western States 100 this year following a 10th place finish at last year's event. Before we get started, though, this episode of Single Track is brought to you by Soar Running. Soar Running, that's S-O-A-R Running, are a London-based high-performance running apparel brand. Why am I excited to partner with Soar? Well, if you're like me, you take pride in your running gear and you want the best. That's why I'm stoked about this brand. They are pushing the running apparel boundaries when it comes to producing gear that we care about, like wet and cold weather layers and racing kits. I'm also excited because they are finally moving into the trail running space. After years in the figurative lab, they have launched a trail-specific clothing line that I've had a chance to test. Specifically, their half-zip t-shirts, trail race vests, and trail shorts, all out on multi-hour runs in my backyard of the Wasatch Range. This apparel is the real deal. If you want help getting kitted out for your training and racing needs, Soar is offering us an exclusive 20% savings at SoarRunning.com. All you got to do is enter the code SINGLETRACK20 at checkout, but act fast. This code is only valid through June and July. I'm stoked, people, and I care about you all. I wouldn't be endorsing something if I didn't believe in it and use it myself, so go check out Soar Running when you get a chance. With that, let's get on with the show. Alex Nichols, welcome to the Single Track Podcast. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. So I was scrolling through your ultra sign-up the other day. You're obviously a veteran of this race, 10th place, top 10 in 2021, second place back in 2017. I'm curious, what have been the biggest lessons from each of those two years that you've applied to your training block this time around and then like your expectations for just like performance on the day? I think I had a good mindset going into 2017 of I wanted to do well, um, but it wasn't, I don't know, I guess I didn't really know what I was getting into, (laughs) which is kind of nice. And as a result, I think I did some things pretty well, kind of unintentionally. Mm. Um, Whereas last year, I think I just got too into thinking position at a certain point kind of basically running other people's races um Mm. and so i think that has been nice to kind of reflect on that uh yeah i think i'll i'll change some some things this year that i didn't do correctly last year how do you in terms of like fitness and execution of the training block how do you feel heading into this race compared to those two years i think i feel pretty good it's always hard to say this is that time of uh, training when every, everybody starts doubting their training or doubting that they did everything right. Or, but um, no, I, I think I, I would say I feel more prepared than last year. I just feel stronger in general. Um, I think last year I maybe focused too much on getting fast and that wasn't really the most important thing. Um, 2017, I think it was really helpful that I had um, I had won the Black Canyon 100K, and I was yeah. coming off of that. Um, and so this year, I kind of tried to plan another early winter race. That was the um, Road 100 USATF Championship. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think kind of bouncing back, back after that. It's hopefully going to help that Western States. And feeling healthy? 
like legs are good yeah yeah i've overall been very healthy i ran a really low-key uh 50 mile race about a week and a half ago and had a little setback but it was like two days and it probably helped with my recovery yeah yeah one thing I'm curious about, you've been in this sport for quite some time, over a decade. I think your reputation is you're a pretty consistent runner in a sport that's, in my opinion, at least difficult to be consistent in. Um, what do you attribute that to? I think it's, you know, just getting out there and um, putting yourself in a position to compete. And that's that's what I really enjoy is like, I'm a competitive person and I, that's why I do these races. Um, and so even if it's not the perfect day on race day, I try to make it a good day, the best day that it can be. So, yeah. um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm okay with little failures along the way, as long as we're just gonna keep moving forward. At this point in your career, do you feel like you have a lot of things figured out or are you still learning new things and tinkering with your training and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I think I'm always learning new things. I mean, that's, I feel like everyone should be trying to learn new things if they're, if they're, um, interested in maximizing their own performance. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I do things significantly different than I did 10 years, years ago. Looking forward to race day. Uh, how do you plan to execute this race? You said that last year you may have at times gotten caught up in other people's races and set expectations of like where you needed to be at certain times. Um, does that mean you're going to just run your own race and see where the chips fall? Or do you have ambitions to, uh, kind of go with the flow and where like the lead pack goes like where do you want to be i guess when the race is, is done um well i'd like to be pretty close to the front by the end of the race like, um, like podium <laughs> like a podium like a podium performance yeah yeah and that's why i'm here but, but um i think in order to do so i i need to run my it's it's a very long distance and um, mm. yeah, I mean, that's typically been the way that I race well is if I could run my own race for the first 60 or 70% of whatever given distance and then start truly racing in the last 30%, um, the yeah. toll that this kind of race can take on people is huge. Yeah. I think, you know, I know it's kind of like a, an obvious question, especially if you're a competitor. I think I always ask because western and even utmb are i think unique in the sense that the entire top 10 is like the unofficial podium so i think it's interesting to like see how far deep into it people want to go um that's awesome though uh since this is the first time we're meeting i'm curious to get some info on your background uh like what do you do for work yeah um i am the head cross-country coach at colorado college okay how long have you been doing that well, uh, this is technically my first year as head coach. Um, I've been a full-time assistant for a few years before that, and then part-time for a number of years before that even. Cool. And yeah. and you ran there in, like when you were in undergrad? Yep. Yeah, I ran cross-country and track. Um, yeah, and then got into 
trail running from the Pikes Peak Ascent. That was like one of my first trail races. Did you run with Anton there in school? Yeah, we had a little bit of overlap um, when I was a first year and he was a senior. Okay, cool. Was he influential to any extent in getting you into the sport? Or I'm, I'm curious, like what your, uh, like your intro to ultra running story is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say I had more of an intro to trail and mountain running. Um, part of that was with Tony and just like getting out into the mountains during our breaks in the summertime. Um, we also had a, a part-time assistant coach, Paul Koch, who I think influenced both Tony and me, um, because he was racing the Pikes Peak Marathon at the time. He was, I think he finished as high as second. Um, so yeah, it was more of like intro to the mountains. And then later on, I got more into longer distances. Cool. A couple more questions. Um, what else inspires you as far as your career in the sport goes? Like you've had a lot of great performances at various races over the years. I'm guessing there's some stuff you still want to do at Western States. Um, is there anything else sort of on your bucket list of uh, stuff you want to nail? <laughs> That's the cool thing about this type of running. Um, there's always new races, new challenges. Um, yeah. So I think it's cool to be able to do stuff like, you know, early on, I was running the Mount Washington road race pretty often. Yeah. Um, I've done Nolan's 14 and kind of <laughs> everything in between. Um, so I, I guess I just like to do what seems appealing at the time. And uh, yeah, just I in terms of my training, too, I like to have something to look forward to. So that's that's a big part of it. Awesome. Uh, well, last question before we go. I'm curious, what does your gear look like for race day? Like what shoes you wear and pack, stuff like that? I think I'm going to wear the same shoes I wore last year. Kenbalu Ultra RC. Um, pretty lightweight. Uh, yeah, pack. I think it's like a two liter something. I don't know. But <laughs> it's yeah. uh, essentially just so I can carry bottles and then um, I can put ice in the back. Um and I'll probably just rotate packs throughout the day. That's, uh, I think, one of the uh, things that people can benefit from is quick transition through aid stations and having a pack ready to go is a little pro tip. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had, uh, I, mean, that, I mean, I'll just say one thing. We had uh, Nick Curry on the podcast about six months ago, just after um, his 100-mile record on the track. And he was telling a story about, I think, it must have been Hard Rock 10 years ago. He said that uh, his the d discrepancy between his moving time and just overall lapse time was like three minutes. Like he was so incredibly efficient in between these stations because he just had his crew just like handing him a pack as he was coming in and he'd just depart. Like you might use the bathroom once or twice, but I just, I just find that fascinating. Like at that top end of the sport where you're at, like it's the efficiency at aid stations is critical. Yeah. Yeah, and that can add up. And these days... Ultras aren't being won by an hour between first and second. It's coming down to minutes and seconds, so it all adds up. Well, I am. I think I speak for a lot of folks. We're really excited to watch you race in a couple of days. I think it's going to be a really interesting field, especially without Jim in the field this year. And then Courtney on the women's side, not there. Um, less time trialers, more racers. It's going to be interesting, I think. So 
Uh, we really appreciate your time. Uh, wish you the best of luck. And uh, we'll make sure to link to all your social stuff in the show notes as well. So thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tim. Hey, folks. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And before you leave, if you are a new listener, I have a favor to ask. Could you leave a rating and review of this show in your podcast player? If you could, it would mean a lot to me because it helps more passionate trail runners like yourself discover this show. Regardless, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back soon with many more interviews around Western states. Until then, I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and you have been listening to the Single Track Podcast. <laughs>